Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome again to the Seduction Show. And today uh, I have a very special guest, uh, Mr. Steve Pavlina. Uh, Steve Pavlina is a friend, but he's also an American self-help author and also uh, the writer for uh, a very famous blog. Uh, you can find him on stevepavlina.com. And uh, he's been speaking, he's an entrepreneur. And uh, yeah, mainly I think uh, a self-help author um, he's a friend i also said and we met the first time in las vegas in 2011 i think I'm not sure anymore but uh, i do remember that uh, uh we were all hanging out at the house there zan was there i remember uh, steve pickers to be there a lot uh, steve was there and uh, yeah a lot of people coming in and out and that was my first contact but i had already read been reading his blog and uh yeah i'm very several different uh, self-help uh, topics so um, we stayed in contact over the years and uh, as i'm doing a series now of uh, interviewing men um, men that inspire me and uh, i'm looking for what capabilities they put at the service of humanity uh, it was only fitting that i, I reached out to steve and asked if he wanted to come on the seduction show and gladly he accepted i'm very excited to uh, have Steve here and to listen to him for the next hour or so and really understand where he's at, uh, what he's doing, how he's doing, and what kind of people he could be uh, helping. And um, hopefully it resonates with you and then uh, you can check out his work. How you been, Steve? Great, Hans. Thanks for having <laughs> me on the show. Yes, my pleasure, really. I'm, uh, I'm very excited to uh, listen, to uh, dive a little deeper in, uh, in your work. Speaking of which, what are you working on right now? What is your, uh, what's on your mind? What's on your plate? What do you get up for in the morning? Oh, <laughs> this year has been a whirlwind of activities. There's uh, a number of things that have been like big changes going on. Uh -huh. um, one of them is on December 24. I got this idea in my mind, actually a little bit before then, but I started on December 24, which was to blog every day for a year. And every once in a while, I do these one-year challenges. Like I've done it with exercise a couple times. My wife has just passed two years of doing daily yoga, like never missing a day for two years. And uh, in the past, I would do a lot of 30-day challenges, but there's something extra inspiring about committing yourself to a whole year. Mm -hmm. And it's, it kind of ties in with seduction, except you're looking at it from the angle of what big stretch goals are seducing you. And yes. like they're tempting you in the back of your mind. And this one has been tempting me for a while. And I finally decided to commit to it. So since I started on December 24 and I decided to go to the end of uh, uh, 2020, it turned out to be, I think, 374 days because this is a leap yes. year too. So it's got 366 <laughs> days. Damn. So I was like, oh, really? An extra day in there too? <laughs> so I, I think today, I, haven't, <laughs> I haven't written my, my post for today yet, but I think today is probably about day 20. So mm -hmm. I'm, I'm you know, doing it strong so far. And it's, it's really amazing just how much it is uh, amped up my creative flow. Yes. Oh, and, and before I would write, you know, somewhat sporadically, but like last year, I think an entire, you know, entirety of 2019, I think I wrote 30 some blog posts mm -hmm. and now I'm going to be, you know, probably more than 10 times in that wow. <laughs> this year. So that, that's a 
that's a huge step up. I used to blog a lot more when I first started, but then lately I've been getting involved in other things, speaking, doing courses. We have a coaching program. So I've just been, uh, you know, diving into so many other areas, mm -hmm. but this is like more of a back to basics thing of just putting out a lot of value for people for free. Um, you know, not even doing short posts too. I think I'm averaging about 2000 words a day. Wow. I was going to ask you how long is a blog post for you? Yep. Historically, my average is around 1500 words per post. Mm. So I tend to, I tend to blog longer than most people. I don't really do wow. a, lot of the, a lot of the short form content. I like to really dive in with a lot of depth there. Yeah. And so that's, that's been really cool. My blog traffic has nearly doubled since I just started doing this. So it's, uh, it's bringing in a lot more visitors and repeat readers and, there's a lot of engagement, but on another level, I feel like there's all this extra energy mm -hmm. being sent my way. I don't know if you're into that kind of angle, like we transmit energy to each other over yes. a distance, um, or if your listeners are into that, but it's definitely something I, I perceive a lot as a writer. Like whenever uh -huh. I make a new blog post, there's like an energetic feedback I receive. Yes. Uh, like as if you feel the emotional reaction that people are having as they're, as they're consuming mm -hmm. it. But now it's like so much energy coming at me I'm working like 16, 18 hour days. Uh, I probably averaged about five hours of sleep at night this year so far. Mm -hmm. I'm just going, going, going. It's just like, I feel like I'm just surging with um, inspiration and motivation. Mm -hmm. Like the more I write, the more ideas just keep coming through. It's not, it's like just total opposite of scarcity. <laughs> yeah. You get, you get a lot of energy. You say you get a lot of emails and reactions too. Yeah. Emails, reactions, people sending me stuff on social media. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, all kinds of people reaching out, uh, just mostly expressions of gratitude, you know, like the art, it's a, you know, a personal development website. So a lot of the articles are about how to solve problems in your life, personal transformation, uh, stepping up in different ways. Uh, and uh, what's, what I didn't expect is that when I announced this challenge and then I, I was committing to it, it inspired a bunch of other people who had mm -hmm. many of whom had already been thinking about doing some kind of similar challenge. Right. And now there's probably like 15, 20 other people who've committed to some kind of three, you know, 365, 366 day challenge for this year. And they're uh, mostly about creating and publishing something each day. Right. Like, um, you know, it could just be making an Instagram post each day or right. a blog post or making a video each day. And that's, that's a real tremendous stretch experience when you dive in and you, Right. express yourself that frequently it, it really um really makes it so much easier in the long run yes i think it's great well you'd be glad to know i'm one of those people <laughs> oh, yes yes i, uh, I know I, that's uh, awesome i've done well i i've i've started with 100 days because uh mm -hmm. and and i do two things one is is to uh, have a newsletter every day so i send a message mm -hmm. every day and, uh, and the other is to talk to a new woman every day. <laughs> so, and how's it going so far? I'm, I'm curious great. about that. <laughs> that is incredible. Like, I, as you know, I'm a, I'm a seducer and I really think that the, the, the time spent one-on-one -on -one with a woman is, is, is one of the best platforms for a man to, to, to sculpt and discover his masculinity, his being, his integrity. It's, 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 it's scary, you know, and it's, it's naked and it's vulnerable and it's fantastic that one-on-one -on -one time with, with a woman. So I really recommend it for, for many things other than just meeting new women. So, uh, yeah, to me, it opens up the same thing as like, a, it gives me energy. I really, uh, I feel a sense of accomplishment. Also, it gives me sense of direction, you know, you're looking at <laughs> walking the streets a little different than before. And, uh, no, it's great. I've always, I always want to do it. And I've, I've, I've tried a couple of times and 
and uh, and I want support and all of that because it's scary, you know. And uh, and you you or I make excuses and I'm too busy and I'm whatever it is. But to really like commit to it and then because I also want to make a book out of it. So I I talk to a woman every day. I speak in a voice memo what is. Uh, what happened and then the next day I write about it I write about the, the setting I write about the invite I write about the the insights I got and the upgrades I could make and so it's just great it just gives a whole new way of looking at things when you move about your day you know it's it's I, I love it I love and uh, yeah you're you're committing to doing writing 365 was like okay come on I got someone who's doing it also I can do I can do this too you know so I committed to two things for a hundred days and then I'll uh, see if I continue or not. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That, um, that's one thing my, my wife did with her yoga challenge or she, mm-hmm. she, I think she started doing it like a daily exercise challenge too, you know, with the Apple yeah. watch closing your rings and right. she did a hundred days and then she finished that. And then she, from there she decided to upgrade it to 500 days. Wow. There's, there's just something really special about putting yourself on the line and really committing yes. yourself, especially socially yeah. Uh, you know, big thing for me is always I blog the commitment. I put the commitment in a blog post and uh-huh. I tell the world I'm going to do it. And it's not really that much for accountability or self-discipline. Yes. It, you know, I don't really need the accountability from other people to do that kind of stuff. It's uh-huh. more to prove to myself that I really am all in, that I really right. am committed to it in, internally. Because right. right. if, I, if I can't blog about it, if I can't tell the world, if I can't post it on social media, uh-huh. But I think I'm committed inside, then I'm really in denial, right? I'm lying to myself a little bit. Right. I'm, not, I'm not 100% with it. I'm not all in because I'm giving myself the exit door. Right. If I've only promised myself, you know, that's, that's not quite enough. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> and what have you been writing about lately? Oh, all, all kinds of things. The, the main thing I've been writing about has been character sculpting. That's been a, a big uh, topic I've been working on. Mm. Um, so writing a lot about that and that, which combines also with a, a, a new course, you know, we're in the midst of, of launching, um, right. which, is called, which is called Stature. And the word stature means, essentially means to stand. Now it can refer to our physical height. You can talk, you know, about mm-hmm. a person's stature as how tall they are. But another definition is basically, is basically how you've been sculpted, how your character has mm. been developed by your life experience. Right. Who have, who have you become? You know, what kind of character are you playing? And uh, that's just been an absolutely fascinating topic for me uh, to explore mm-hmm. because I've seen how life sculpts us, you know, with different experiences. Like we started uh-huh. as babies and we were raised in certain cultures and countries and families and we you know, grew up with a certain education. And then a lot of us look at ourselves and we're not quite pleased with who we are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and that, you know, that's one thing that drives a lot of people into uh, the seduction community. Mm-hmm. They want something more from them, for themselves. They realized, okay, just like, you know, hanging out, playing video games all the time is not really doing it for me. Mm-hmm. I want to get out there and you know, have travel adventures and meet people and connect and, <laughs> right. um, you know, and just uh, upgrade my life. But what often holds people back they know what they're supposed to do or they know what they think they should do, uh-huh. but they can't get themselves to do it because their inner characters themselves are resisting. Right. And so that's got, that's, that was something that really got to me is like, how do we, how do we resolve that resistance within ourselves? How do we get mm-hmm. ourselves more aligned with who we want to be? And I found that a lot of times in life, I could make faster progress on my external goals by actually reframing them as inner character sculpting goals. 
Um, uh-huh. You know, as, as an example, I, I, in the past, like 20 years ago and, and earlier, like in my, in my 20s, especially my mid-20s, I struggled a lot with money. And I would chase trying to make money as an entrepreneur. I ran a computer games business. Right. And I just sank into debt and eventually went bankrupt. It's just whatever I was doing wasn't working. So I, I focused on just becoming a different kind of character. And I said, uh, you know, I, I realized I was becoming a character who was stressed out about money for like five years of my life, uh-huh. running that business the first five years, just stressed and worried and trying to make money and not having it work. Uh, business ideas just not working out, working with the wrong partners and having deals fall apart. And I realized the worst part was not that I lost money. The worst part was that I was stressed about it, that I became right. a character who was always worried and and I just said, you know what? I don't control directly how much money flows into my life. Yes. That's, that's part of the economy. That's a, that's a social thing. People have to pay me something you know, for that right. to happen. <laughs> and I'm not 100% in control of that. But what I can control is, the, is what kind of character I play right. that can handle any situation. And I realized I wanted to be a character who was resilient, whether the financial flow was good or bad. Great. So when the, when the flow was good, I wanted to be abundant. When the flow was bad, I still wanted to be abundant yes. internally. I wanted to be, I just wanted to focus on different parts of life. So what if I don't have money? I can have fun. I can socialize. I can listen to music. I can connect with friends. Mm-hmm. I can have growth experiences. I could challenge myself to do things that are courageous. There's so many ways I can still grow and stretch myself. Mm. I was sick and tired of being a character who was getting stressed out by money. So I just resolved not to. <laughs> and, right. and that... I, you know, as simple as that sound, it worked. I, and the irony is that it worked financially too. Uh-huh. Uh, by, by not trying to make money anymore and just trying to become the person I wanted to be in yes. all situations, like regardless of what happens. How can I be stable and secure in myself regardless of what's happening financially? Then I started doing things more for fun rather than trying to chase money. I started running my business in a way that was fun and rewarding and creative. And then it created just this tremendous flow. I started doing projects just because I liked them and uh, not because of how much money it would make. And so, so that led to both like a, a building of character and, and just having fun, you know, enjoying yourself. Yep, exactly. But well, I wanted to play a fun character. So that was part of the thing. I wanted to have more fun in my life and not be so stressed out every day. Right. And that led to creating a game that I really liked because it was fun. And then it won some awards and went on to sell really well. And then uh-huh. basically, you know, that was 20 years ago. And, Every year since then in my life, I, re- I remembered the importance of that lesson. Mm-hmm. And I really stopped trying to chase money and just focus on being a character that's creative and flowing and having fun. Mm-hmm. And every year, every year in the past 20 years has been pretty financially abundant. Um, and it's just been getting better and better because of um, becoming a character, you know, becoming a character who could have a positive relationship with money. Right. Uh, regardless of what happens. And, yeah. I, and I think this applies to, to, you know, seduction. I was thinking it the whole time, you know, <laughs> constantly. Yeah. In fact, I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. Like what, I, you know, can you, can you become a character who, regardless of whether you get accepted or welcomed yes. or harshly rejected, you are still the person you want to be in all situations. Exactly. And that's the main goal. And even in the way I coach, you know, you have the, the left brain. I, I use three approaches actually that are combined and the left brain approach is a step-by-step and like, really focusing on the result and how we're going to get there, you know, and it's, it's important and, but it's a very masculine way of, of getting there, you know, and, and the danger of that, if you only have that is that when you don't get the result, you're disappointed. But on the other hand, we also have the like uh, 
the identification, the identification, and it's a right brain approach where I uh, let guys identify with the idea of being a seducer and that this, this is a way of moving through life. And it's not only about getting the girl, but it's about being a guy who moves through life in a certain way that is beautiful, that is gracious, that is fun, you know? And, and, and the way I coach is by, by reading books or, see, or movies or just talking informally uh, with guys being among other seducers, let's say. And that's more the a right brain approach and combined they, they, they're way more effective. I have a third uh, uh, pillar, which is the adventure itself, you know, the living of adventure could change a lot, but that's what I recognize in what you just said. You know, the goal to me is very important. There's, there's, there's power in, in setting a goal, you know, and there's power in chasing, but there's a big danger of coming attached to the goal, you know, and, uh, and to learn not to be attached to the goal it's, it's important to learn how to identify uh, with someone or, or become a certain person uh, more than only uh, being attached to the, to the outcome. And I, I found it very similar to what you just said. Yeah, that, that's, um, yeah, that resonates with me too. Uh, just uh, really focusing so much on the person you want to become. Yeah, use, use the seducer model. One model that I've been thinking about lately that just keeps coming up for me is thinking of my of myself as dancing, like dancing uh, with the flow of life, right. which is very simple. It's very similar in a way. It's almost like um, life is playing this music and it's inviting me to synchronize with it. You know, when I get an inspired idea and one of the things I've been challenging myself to do more and more this year is go with my first instinct when it pops in my mind. Cause sometimes I have a tendency, I get an idea to do something, you know, in business, personal life, it might even just be to go somewhere. Uh-huh. And and I think about it a little bit and then I often second guess it and I dismiss that first idea and I go, nah, I'm not going to do that. Uh-huh. But now, unless I have a really strong reason to reject the idea outright, like I just don't have time to do it right now. I'm, I'm leaning more and more into just going with that first idea. Like uh-huh. if it's a business idea that pops up, you know, let me just try working on this right now. It's kind of a random idea. I wasn't planning to do this today, but let's just go with it. Right. Even if it pops up at like 10 PM at night, I'm just like, why not? Let's just go with this and see where it leads. Uh-huh. And I've been getting all kinds of interesting extra things done because of that. It's a, there, there's something really special like about acting when the idea first comes up yes. because you don't just have the information content of the idea at that point. There's a bit of energy behind it. And if it, it's, I guess it's like the timing of a seduction too. If you, mm-hmm. if you get the instinct to go with an approach and it would go and, and talk to somebody yes. and you act on it immediately there's a certain energy that flows through you. And, what, and I'm not sure what the seduction equivalent would be, but you know, with, with um, other people in person, but what I'm seeing with the flow of ideas is that um, it's like three times more powerful, more productive yes. than, if I, than if I wait. If I wait on the idea, it's like the information of it is still there. I still remember the idea. Yes. But now the energy is gone. The and momentum. Now, I have to, now I have to self-power it. It's like yes. I have to push and I have to force. But if I act immediately... When the inspiration is there, there's some kind of greater alignment that just flows through me. And there will even be all these strange external synchronicities showing up. Mm-hmm. Like I'll publish an article and somebody says, that was exactly what I wanted to know about today. How did right. you know I'd publish this right now? I mean, sometimes it would be even synchronous with someone to the minute that I publish it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm, I'm curious if you, if you have that kind of thing showing up where you, know, you, you decide to go talk to a woman and you there's, act there's immediately. 
Yeah. And there's like a, synch- a synchronicity to it or an extra flow of energy that you wouldn't have if you wait five minutes and then go afterwards. <laughs> there's, a, there's a very popular rule. It's called the three-second rule. You know? and that's I've heard of that, yeah. When you feel it, you got to do it. And, and it, of course it is true. You know? Your body has a lot more wisdom than your mind has because it's been training. And your body knows, oh, this is a girl I fancy. This is a girl that's good for me. You know? And mm-hmm. to, to listen to that gut or that first idea that, that comes, you know, that, that's, that's very important, you know, and we, yeah, a lot of, a lot <laughs> in seduction, a lot of what I do is, is unlearn and try to have guys not listen so much to their mind, but to what their gut they're saying, to what their penis is saying, to what their heart is saying, you know, all of that. So yeah, I, th- I think, you know, I think a lot of people probably take the three second rule to, uh, to be an act of courage uh-huh. and, and the, the word courage comes from the Latin core, C-O-R, which means heart or the center, the core of wow. your being. And so when you think about courage, I think guys especially have a tendency to think of it in terms of bravery or valor. But another way to think about courage is heart-centeredness. It's wow. being in tune right. with your heart. It's the flow of the heart energy. Uh-huh. And if you flow with the heart energy immediately as it arises, uh-huh. it takes a lot less bravery mm. and valor. It's like bravery and valor is what you have to exude when you're late <laughs> in listening right. to the heart. But, right. if you, but if you listen to the heart right away and you act on it immediately, yeah, you might get a twinge of anxiety, but it very quickly turns into excitement or energy or fun or playfulness. It, it becomes something else. That's so interesting, Steve, because I just read The Four C's of Dan Sullivan. You've ever heard of that? The f- Oh, uh, yeah. I, I'm very familiar with Dan Sel- Sullivan's work, uh, the yeah. guy who runs the Strategic Coach Program. I, right. I haven't been through his program myself, but I have read one of his books. And, and I'm, uh, yeah, and it's I don't want to call the four C's off the top of my head, but I remember reading about them before. Right. The first C is, well, people think to talk to a girl or to, 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 do, to start a company, let's say, because he, he talks about entrepreneurship. Uh, they, they, they say, I'll, I'll take action when I have the confidence. And then... He shows to people, well, confidence is the, the result of doing it, you know, is the, the reward you get for doing it. And, uh, and you say, yeah, yeah, okay, that's true. It's, it's, I'll do it when I have the capabilities and, or the skill. And, and, and capabilities and skill comes for co- before confidence, but it's also the result of action. And so what he says, the first two C's are one, commitment that you say, I am going to do it. And then two is courage. And because, because we when we are committed to something and we know we have to do it, but we don't feel like uh, we have the skill or the, or the confidence and we don't know if it's going to work, you know, it doesn't feel so good. And that's why he says we need courage. And it's interesting because he says that courage doesn't feel right or not as good as, as confidence, you know, and, uh, and, and it's normal, he says. But what I learned from you now is that it's, I really like this is, it doesn't feel good because we're not doing it instantly. If you're doing it instantly, it, it's not an act of bravery. It's just following your heart. And I think that's, that's very powerful. I think our model of life plays into this too. Uh, if, we, if we have, you know, cur- to really have courage without a lot of fear and anxiety woven into it, mm-hmm. we need to deepen our trust, mm-hmm. our trust in ourselves, and especially our trust in the flow of life, our trust in reality. Mm-hmm. And that's something that's been just a tremendous uh, thread weaving through my long-term path of personal growth as a human being and, and, you know, and coaching other people too, is I just see how much, how much trust plays into so many decisions in life. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you, you know, when you want to make an act of courage and commit to it so that you can get 
the capabilities and the confidence. Uh, you could say there's the, the even deeper layer there is the layer of trust mm-hmm. because that's, that's how you can be courageous. But what are you really trusting in? Are you trusting in mm-hmm. that you're going to get the exact outcome that you're hoping for? Or maybe that you're even a little bit clingy or needy with. Uh, that's not really the right kind of trust because that kind of trust will often be betrayed by life. Right. But the kind of trust that this will be good for you, yes. it'll, you know, it'll be good for other people, it, the trust that it will ultimately help you grow. And, and that's something I learned to develop a long time, to, you know, just going through so many failure experiences, mm-hmm. is that I had the opportunity to look back on them later in life and realize those were awesome stepping stones and those were awesome lessons that right. I really needed to learn and at the time, it was really tough to go through it. But afterwards, I looked back on it and thought, you know, it's kind of a blessing. I remember right. the difficulty of it, but it's not stinging me, uh, stinging me as much in the present moment. Right. And do you, do you see, when looking back, do you see that trust grew over time, like, like, like a sort of confidence? Or is it something you committed to? Or uh, it's something you always had? It's, it's both. Um, it, it started really with a, with a realization of what kind of life I would have if I didn't trust reality. First, I looked at it in very binary terms. Mm-hmm. And I just asked myself, this was probably in you know, my late 20s or so, asked myself an interesting question. And I thought, you know, do I trust this reality? Do I trust this life? How safe do I feel here as a conscious being? Mm-hmm. I mean, it, you know, is this... Is this a universe that's totally indifferent to me? Is there no energy form or consciousness here that really cares about me other than myself? Am I really all alone? Uh, is it a completely objective, cold you know, world with a bunch of uh, human beings walking around it that somehow became conscious? Or are, you know, there's different models for looking at life. And I realized the model I chose for looking at reality affects how much I can trust it. If, mm-hmm. if reality is truly just completely objective and we're all independent and we can do whatever we want, That's a very low trust mm-hmm. frame. And if we have a low trust frame, we can't exude as much courage. Right. But, it, but if we switch instead to a high trust frame, like I see this as, you know, a frame I like using is, hey, this is one dimension of existence. We're perhaps conscious beings. And maybe this world that we find ourselves in is more like a simulation or a, a training ground. And it's designed to train us to become more conscious and to develop characters that we really like and that we enjoy playing. And then maybe even after we die, there's, who knows, other realms of existence. You know, everything we have that's of a physical nature is going to stay behind here, but maybe somehow our consciousness, you know, switches dimensions or goes somewhere else. And perhaps we even have other experiences beyond that. Now, is that provably, provably true or false? Of course not. But neither is the objective model. The objective <laughs> model is entirely an assumption as well. Right. And the reason is, That if we, even if, if we were in a simulation, a simulation could simulate in an objective universe. Right. And, and an objective universe could build a simulator. So, so we could be in either type of reality and not know it. In fact, we could be five levels deep in a, you know, a simulation in an objective reality that simulates an objective reality. It's also ha- building a simulator that simulates another objective reality. So uh, okay. even Elon Musk says the chance you know, that we're not living a, in a simulation is, is very slim. You know, he says uh-huh. it's probably a billion times more likely we're in some kind of simulation that wow. eventually society got advanced enough. You know, even if there was an objective world at the top layer, the chances are eventually they build a simulation and we're more likely to be one of those simulated beings than a, a real physical one. Wow. Uh, and, and the odd thing about that is that I began exploring the simulation idea of reality, you know, especially like 20 years ago when the Matrix movie came out. Mm-hmm. Uh, what if some of this is real? <laughs> you know, what if, it, what if it's really true? There is no spoon and it's just a simulation. Right. Um, 
And I began playing around with this. And I just started leaning more and more in the direction of going down the rabbit hole, proverbially, and, and exploring. And just, I would start talking aloud to life as if it was a simulation. I would tell life what I want. Like, I'm just talking to the ceiling. And right. I started experimenting. And, and the weird thing is that it actually started to work. And that freaked me out. I would ask for money and the amount I would ask for would show up. <laughs> Within a, I asked, at one time I asked for $10,000. And so, you know, reality just bring me $10,000. And um, I, I ended up getting an unexpected inheritance within like a week for exactly ten thousand dollars. <laughs> wow! Um, and so we, you know, it, it totally changed my relationship with reality. And I ended up, I ended up creating a an entire course on this um, at the end of two thousand eighteen called Submersion, which mm-hmm. is basically sixty audio lessons in sixty days, and it invites people to go through and experiment and explore this perspective for themselves. It's kind of like. I, I describe it like I'm Morpheus and you're Neo and I'm teaching you about the matrix. <laughs> so largely from my own experiences. So you get to be right. Neo and it's not, it's, I'm not putting any personal stories of myself in it. It's just like, we just talk about your relationship with reality and different ways of framing it. And every day there's a different experiment to do. Uh-huh. And that, that can also apply to seduction because if you believe you're living in an objective world, that is a low, that's a low trust frame. But mm-hmm. if you think you could be living in a simulation and you play around with that, then the person you're talking to, you know, they, they may already have a lot of, uh, you know, they may be a simulated character. <laughs> they may already right. have a lot of information about you. You're really, it's really a different way of interfacing with life. And the fear is if you think that life is a simulation and you guess wrong, then your, your functioning in the world will go down, right? Because it's an erroneous model. Right. But My function in the world has gone up a lot by using this model. Right. I, make, I make more money. I'm happier. Uh, I, got, you know, I got married in 2018 to a woman I just love and who loves me. Mm-hmm. And just like, you know, like life is in the flow. Creative output is great. You know, uh, business is great. Health is great. You know, I'm traveling. It, it, it's like it opens up a whole new world to me right. because I focus on I focus on if this is a simulation, then what's my relationship to it? Mm-hmm. What does it want from me? Yeah. And what I've been finding is it really wants me to grow, <laughs> wants me to stretch, wants me to develop my character. It doesn't care about whether I make money. If I set right. goals to make money, it just like doesn't give me any energy. You know, it uh-huh. shuts things down. It's um, if I want something based from, based on neediness, uh, you know, like I think I need something or just a very limited personal desire that creates no ripples for other people. Mm-hmm nothing really flows there. Nothing happens. I get frustrated and I have to power everything on my own energy. Mm. But if I set expansive at- intentions, like, like um, I want to explore the nature of my relationship with the simulation and then create a course on that and share it with everybody else and invite people to do this together as like a social experiment or, or the, like the current stature course we're doing now, I want to uh-huh. you know, invite people into this experience and let's all sculpt our characters together. And we, we co-create the course together. I don't create the course first and then launch it. I launch it first, get people into, into it, signing up for it. So we have hundreds of people in it already. And then we, um, I put out a few lessons. I started with just four lessons and then people react to those and they give me feedback and they tell me what else they want and what else they need and what they want to work on. Then that informs the design of more lessons. And so it's always these round of feedback. So every, every day I'm, you know, uh, getting the feedback from people and then we, you know, publish more lessons and it's a dance. It's a dance with reality. And and my previous, my previous model sucked, but it was like an objective model, create the whole thing first, then launch it. But now I, now I have no energy coming through. I'm doing this all on my own. 
it's almost like writing a script for how you're going to have a conversation with a woman before you even go talk to anybody. Yes. <laughs> no, it's like, it's like that. Mm. Yeah. First talk and then calibrate <laughs> first talk and then come up with the stuff. I am the same way uh, coaching, you know, I, I'm, we, we, we agree on maybe goals and then we have all kinds of material that we use, but we co-create the whole course, you know, and it's a, a, the same thing. If I were to sit down and, and write a course, it's, I don't have the, I don't have the energy for it. I can't do it, you know, because I know that when working with people, something else is going to come up and I'm going to, look at whatever content or course I have, I'm going to say that's not working. You know, that's not the best thing I can offer. And so, uh, yeah, I would love to know a little bit more, Steve, about how you're, how you're working with people. Cause I know, you, I know the blog, you know, I know you do mm -hmm. the public speaking, but how do you, how do you help people? How do you work with people? Uh, well, the main program we have is called conscious growth club. Mm -hmm. It uh, currently has about 150 members. Uh, it costs about $2,000 a year to be in it. And um, we, we open it only once a year, like late April, last week of April uh, each, each year. And this is our, I guess, our third year that we're doing it. So the next renewal will be for our fourth, fourth year. And it's, uh, it's beautiful. But the, the main things we have are we do uh, coaching calls on, on Zoom. So we do like live video group coaching calls. And uh, those are three times a month. And then we also do, um, uh, we have a private forum and then they also get access to all the courses that we're creating. So they get to be in the co-creative process as, as well. So that way, whenever I develop a new course, I know there's at least 150 people <laughs> that are ready and you know, ready to go through it right, right with me. Um, and it's the, the vibe of the group is really, it's very growth oriented people who are also very into helping others. It's super encouraging. It's not competitive. We're not trying to outdo each other. Uh, it's, um, it's just very warm and heart-centered and caring. There's a great tremendous bonding in the group. And we all celebrate each other's successes. Basically, I wanted to get a group together where people who, you know, in their, in their personal lives, in person, they don't necessarily have a lot of social support for their goals. They want to they wanna grow. They want to stretch themselves. But everybody around them either ignores them or, you know, talks, talks tries to talk them out of things. Right. And I thought if we could get all these people together in one community and we just all encourage the heck out of each other, uh -huh. we could grow. And you've, you've seen the same thing in many of the seduction communities. Some are much better than others. Mm -hmm. um, you know, <laughs> some are very, you know, people just pushing each other's buttons and kind of being mean to each other and trying to show off. But there's definitely others uh, where it's more of a heart centered vibe. Right. And, and, you know, when people are actually trying to help each other and be encouraging and, and connect. Uh, and, and that's, that's and something people, I really love. People can come in with different goals or, or is, is there a specific area where, where they're growing in? No, uh, there's not a specific area. And that's intentional because mm -hmm. what I've seen is that uh, I've been involved in other groups too. And I've started my own communities as well for you know, many years. I've been doing that kind of thing. Right. And what I, always, what I always didn't like about it is that when the focus is on a certain area of life, like let's say it's seduction, uh -huh. that's not always necessarily going to be people's passion and their right. number one interest for their whole life. Right. So you end, up, you end up outgrowing it. For instance, I was involved in Toastmasters for six years, learning public speaking. And I, I loved the people. Yeah. It's just a, it's a great, you know, beautiful, growth-oriented. But after six years in it, I just felt like I outgrew it. By that point, I was doing my own three-day workshops uh -huh. on the Las Vegas Strip. 
and now I'm going to a club to do seven minute speeches. And right. I was just thinking, well, I could polish that, but that's not the form I want to do. Postmasters worked for me. You know, I went from doing a four minute speech to doing a three day uh, workshop. Right. You know, with over a hundred people there. And I, and it's, um, you know, it, it really got me where I wanted to go in life. And it was, it was sad that I felt like I outgrew the structure of the group, even mm-hmm. though I wanted to keep connecting with the people. Right. And so, so my goal for conscious growth club was I wanted to create a group that is focused on personal growth across the board. Whether you want to grow in your business, your health, your, right. your finances, spiritually, there's always something for, for people in the group. And that's because growth ultimately comes down to core principles. Courage is one of them. You just, you right. know, that's one of the seven principles we focus on in the group. Um, truth, love, power, oneness, authority, and intelligence are the others. Uh-huh. There's always, and these elements, they show up no matter what kind of challenge you're working on. If you're working on seduction, there's always an aspect of truth. If you're in business, there's always an aspect of truth. Your finances have an aspect of truth. It's getting in touch with what's real. There's an aspect of courage, no matter what area you want to work on in life. Uh-huh. So, I, so it, it's not that we're generalists. It's that we get specific about the core growth accelerators, and then we learn how to apply them in any area of life. So the cool thing about this is that you can never outgrow the group <laughs> because the group is about growth and you can't outgrow growth. Right. So you get to, you know, I want this to be a group that's still around in 20 years or more. Nice. So the same, some of the same people who are in it today could still be in it 20 years from now, uh-huh. but they'll be working on different challenges, you know, using this, right. you know, the, but still connecting with the same friends. And what do you feel is your, what are the capabilities that you've developed that you could put at the service of this group? What, what, do you, what are your strengths? Also, what, what's your role in it? One is, um, I'm like, you know, I, sometimes I think of myself as the head cheerleader. <laughs> I'm, not, <laughs> I'm not in competition with anybody in the group. Right. I feel very happy with my life, but, but I've, I've got a good balance of really liking and appreciating the, like I, the life I have mm-hmm. while also still wanting to grow, still right. feeling a lot of ambition and drive and energy to create more and express right. more and share more. Um, and, you know, do different challenges in life. And so um, my role is partly to, you know, I like to be a good role model. So I, I do a lot of the, the challenges in the group with the people. Every month, on the first of every month, we start a new 30-day challenge in the group that we invite people to do. Right. Um, this month, it's about self-expression. So it mm-hmm. kind of aligns with the 365-day challenge. You know, express yourself to the world some way, whether it's a blog post or, you know, making a video. So a lot of people are diving on that one. Uh-huh. Um, and really it's to, you know, I think my, the core I got to focus on is holding the right energy of the group. Uh-huh. Uh, the, this kind of group is really sensitive to the right kind of energy. So I, I really focus on, you know, trying to attract the right kinds of people, nurture them, um, encourage them, and mostly accept them as they are. Like right. people can be starting from a really tough situation. You know, there's, you've got people going through relationship breakups, uh, you know, some people are struggling financially and that is all fine. You know, there's no, there's no levels here where, where somebody's better than somebody else because they're making more money or because they have a relationship and the other person doesn't. We all focus on encouraging each other where we are because there's always somebody in the group who can encourage you <laughs> when right. you need it, you know? And so it's, um, yeah. it's really to, it's really to, you know, my, my role is really, I think most importantly, to, to foster and establish and maintain a really strong culture 
of cooperation mm -hmm. and, and, and really, uh, you know, helping people get their lives aligned, helping people become the characters they really want to be. Mm -hmm. As we keep making progress, um, and people are, the group just gets stronger and stronger. Oh. We're really seeing an energy increase this year. I think it's partly from the creative challenge a lot of us are doing, partly from the new course that we're going through together, and, and partly just from it being 2020 and people getting excited about that new year, you know, the, right, the right. January energy coming in and like New Year's <laughs> resolution time and makes people, you know, it's, the, it's probably, it, actually it is the most busy month at the gym, <laughs> you know, right. everybody joins the gym in, in January and then it's kind of empty in February. Right. What <laughs> so I we hear, want to catch that energy and sustain it, you know, build it up. That's great. What I hear is a, is both a, like a, a, a great support, accepting how you are, you know, not needing mm -hmm. to change and then like a freedom of an invitation more like to growth. Um, that's what I hear when you, when you talk about uh, this group, I think it's very powerful. We have, I, I stress more and more now that the being like have a clear set of goals and, and agree on the results. And that's in a way also dangerous, you know, cause you can set yourself up for failure. What I hear from what you're doing and maybe I'm wrong about this is that there's a, there's an, an open ended invitation to, to grow and to keep growing no matter what that, what that means to someone. Absolutely. This yeah. is not a group for people that want to just reach a certain point in life and then they're right. done. Like they want to make a certain amount of money and then they just retire and that, then they die, you know, right. it's right. a, uh, or, you know, you just want to have a family and settle down. It's right. fine. You can achieve those goals. That's great. You know, you yeah. get to decide what goals you achieve. The group doesn't dictate what your goals are. Mm -hmm. uh, you, you decide what we do though, is we go over your goals like you share your goals with the group every quarter. We have uh -huh. a, a quarterly planning session four times a year. Okay. And it's a, it's a five day thing where we, you know, it's kind of a five day process that we do in our forums. So each day people answer different questions. And the one is kind of just assessing what happened the previous quarter. And then they start uh -huh. setting goals and then they refine their goals. And then we make sure their goals are aligned their, with their values. And then they turn them into action steps and start working on it. And, right. and what I find is it's, is that, uh, you know, people can be in any point in life and they can still rate certain areas of their life on a scale of one to 10. They can right. still rate it a 10 if they're growing. If, right. Like you, you could have a terrible financial situation, but if you have some clear goals you're working on and you're growing That's and you're fantastic. making a commitment to them, you can rate that area of your life a 10. Because nice. you're excited about the energy that's flowing and you know it's going to change. You know something's going to Beautiful. get better. Like I, I, for the first time in my life, you know, my history a little bit, I, I, I looked at my business and I tried to like uh, do my business. And the, like I've, I had some minor victories with it as an entrepreneur and as a businessman. But the joy that I feel of the invigorating power of identifying with being an entrepreneur now and knowing that I will figure it out you know, because I've committed to it and I love it, you know, that's, that is worth so much already, you know, just to, to, to see that change and know there's a path and be joyful and, and anticipating what's to come, you know, that makes me now a, a 10 on 10 as an entrepreneur or a businessman, even though, you know, the big results uh, are, are, are in the future. Yeah, I understand that. It's great. Yeah, that, that's what we celebrate. We celebrate growth. You know, if uh -huh. you're, if your exercise challenge is to go up a flight of stairs each day, uh -huh. that's, you know, and that's growth for you. We celebrate that. Right. Now, if your exercise challenge is that you want to go from running a marathon to an ultra marathon, mm -hmm. we celebrate that with right. you. We're in awe of you, but we, but we celebrate that with you. You know, right. it's like, 
it doesn't matter where you are in life. It's just, it's about getting yourself aligned with a long-term path of growth. And one of the, one of the things that makes me um, not feel judgmental of where people are starting from is that, you know, I've had a lot of stumbles in my past. I've been, uh, I've gone bankrupt. I've been through a divorce. I got kicked out of my apartment one time because I couldn't pay the rent a little over 20 years ago. That happened to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I, and when I was in my late teens, I got arrested four times, mm-hmm. um, including once for felony grand theft. So mm-hmm. I've had a lot of screw ups. <laughs> and so if I'm, if I'm going to point the finger at somebody and say, you're not, you know, you're not growing enough. You're not, you know, not, you're not at a high enough starting point for this group. It's all I have to do is go look back to my past and, mm-hmm. and see how, how screwed up I was at various points and how much I needed to grow and how helpful it was to have sources of motivation and inspiration mm. that were non-judgmental, that could like look at me where right. I was starting from and say to me, you know what? So what if you're in jail? That's okay. Mm-hmm. You can still grow from there. And that, you know, that's actually part of my story is that I started on a path of personal growth when I was 19 years old and I was sitting in a jail cell for three days, having right. been ar- arrested uh, for grand theft. And while I was in the jail cell, that's when I just decided, I don't know how to fix my life, but I know that I could at least try to grow into a different kind of person. And that's, that's the commitment I made. And now that's been almost 30 years <laughs> since then. Wow. And, and it's, that decision just made such an amazing life. I went through more screw-ups, of course. I made many, many more mistakes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I made mistakes in every area of life. But, but it, um, it's the path. It's the it's the character I became that's like the biggest source of joy. It's like right. when, you, when you can wake up each morning and you're like excited for your day, a lot of that has to do with the character you get to play. You, right. you love who you've become. And, and then when you look back on those painful experiences of your past, like, you know, I remember what it was like sitting in jail. I remember what it was like having to go through and fill out bankruptcy paperwork or uh, go through a divorce. It, you end up with a feeling of gratitude because mm-hmm. of how it sculpted you because it made you who you are today right if you could go through all those experiences and and still emerge a stronger person it, it's it's powerful well there's a case to be made that the the lower you fall or if you hit rock bottom that you got more chances for growth you know so i think yeah. it's it's a great and beautiful thing that you can make a community based around celebrating growth together i think it's very much needed it's fantastic yeah, it, it ties in with trust as well, mm-hmm. because if you have to trust life to, mm-hmm. to know that when you fall, there's a reason for it. Mm-hmm. And so that's, that's a really powerful thing that makes me feel like I can take a lot more risk because right. I know if I fall, it's happening for a reason mm-hmm. and that it's only going to make me stronger in the long run. It's only right. going to develop my character differently, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it'll, it'll round out my character too in ways that it needs to be rounded out. If I'm, if I'm too, uh, aggressive or overly ambitious and taking on too much, mm-hmm. it'll, I'll feel that and I'll, I'll stumble a bit and then it helps me create more balance. And if I'm, right. if I'm too uh, under ambitious and too lazy, then I feel bored and I feel right. listless and I feel unsatisfied with who I'm being. And, and then that, you know, that impacts my character sculpting. So mm-hmm. we, re- we react very powerfully to who we are because we have to deal with that every day. You know, every day you wake mm-hmm. up, look at yourself in the mirror, exactly. that's you right there staring back at you. <laughs> every hour you got to carry and drag your character with you. Now if go make drag, that man happy. <laughs> yep. If, if it is a drag, that's, you know, that's an, in, like you could see that as a curse or a punishment, but if uh-huh. you really trust reality, then you learn to see it as an invitation. 
Right. It's an invitation to step up and grow and like, okay, you don't like the character you've become. Who do you really want to be? And what right. are you willing to commit to to get there? Right. Fantastic. Uh, you, so so you, you have this conscious growth group and that's once a year, right? And that's a year long. It's starting once, in- once a year we open and then it has like, acti- I mean, our forums are active every single day. So it's, it's and a very do, flexible group though, but we open uh, late April every year. And do, do the people stay in the group or is it a group that's together, goes for it for a year and then disbands or, or do they no, stay? No, no, they don't disband. Pe- well, people have the option. They can quit the group uh-huh. and they, or they can stay. Uh-huh. So we'll see, you know, we'll see when April comes around, how many renew and how many new people join. Right. And then I expect each time some people will leave and, uh-huh. because they'll think it's not for them. Some people right. just, they join the group with the best of intentions but they really aren't living as characters who are super growth oriented uh-huh. in this kind of way. And they're going to want to invest more in this type of community. Mm-hmm. It, it is an investment. The, the invest, the biggest investment is not money. It's time. It's right. that you have to find a way to carve this out for your life. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I work on personal growth full time. This is my, my, my life and my livelihood. So mm-hmm. I invest a lot in this community. I want to nurture it for, for the next couple decades, at least mm-hmm. uh, if I'm, if I'm able to do that. Yes. And, uh, and it's, you know, the community is in so many ways self-supporting too. So if I tried to shut it down, people would revolt and try to kill me. There's just so much love and, you know, connection in the group. There's definitely some people that really want it to keep going. In fact, one person actually asked, uh, you know, can I renew early, even though it's months away from needing to renew, they, they want to just like put yes. the money, you know, I'm like, sure, if you want to pay early, go ahead. <laughs> so, so they're just like, I want to make sure I don't spend this money on anything else. I, just, I want to be all in with this now. And, and then I don't have to think about it because I don't sense. want to take any chances that the money might disappear and I won't be in the right. group for another year. So that's, that's awesome. I love seeing that, that, uh, that kind of commitment. And I, I just, you know, we, we, all, we all feed off each other's energy, energy there. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, that's fantastic, that's Steve. Yeah, really, you're, you've always, like, whenever we met, I always feel you're a very giving, generous in your energy, you know, and really caring to, for your own growth, but also, like, help people in that. And, uh, I think that's a tremendous gift that you can uh, have this community, lead this community in a certain way and, and be a great example to, uh, to people. Because I think it's, it's so important that they have a space where they are one, ex- accepted as they are, you know, wherever they are, and then have a chance to, to, to celebrate together their, their, their growth. I think it's very powerful work. And uh, yeah, it's fantastic that you do that. You, you also have, besides this group, you, you told me you started something, you're going to start something next week, right? Oh, well, we, ha- we, have, a, we have a course that we're launching now. So uh-huh. it's, uh, it's called Stature. So it's a character sculpting deep dive and it's, it's, uh, it's audio lessons mm-hmm. and we're going to create dozens of these audio lessons. So I've got, uh, today I'll be creating lesson 10. So we have nine already published. We, uh-huh. we started with four at the beginning of the year and I've got uh, nine already published in our, in our portal for the course. And people who are in Conscious Growth Club, they get access to all the courses as well. But uh-huh. the, we, we sell the courses separately too. And so we're doing, um, we're doing a launch for it. This is, gonna, this is going to be a $997 course, but uh-huh. we're offering a launch discount during this time for uh, $297. So that's 70% off, $700 off the price. And that's mainly because when I launch something new, the people who find out about it first are mainly the long-term followers of my blog, people who uh-huh. follow me on social media, subscribers to my email list the so followers of it, the seduction show it, it, <laughs> it, we're including that now too so so like anybody that shows up during the launch week they get the discount but it's it's mainly meant to be 
you know, like a special thank you for the people who are like the you know, poor audience. So they get the best deal. Um, and, and that we were going to do that for just a week, but a lot of people said they needed more time. And I was a bit late in just getting some of the, um, some of the launch materials online. Like I wanted to make a video introduction, like a video invitation. Right. It took me way longer to do that than I wanted. So I didn't even get that posted till like a half hour of what was going to be the deadline <laughs> half hour before. So I was like, okay. And it's a 35 minute video. So that was kind of ridiculous. <laughs> like, like you're going to go five minutes over the deadline just to watch the video. Just if you were right there on the website when it was exactly published, you'd go five minutes over and then you'd miss the launch discount. <laughs> all right. All right. That was, you know, my bad. So I'm going to, you know, I'm going to, extend this for a week. And so we're, we're going till January, th all the way through the end of January 16, like till midnight Pacific time on January, January 16. Okay. January 16, 2020. Um, then okay. that launch discount is active and we are, and, we already have, we already have uh, last I checked, we had 262 people signed up for it. Great. And that's not counting the 150 who are already in conscious growth club. So we already, ha already have over 400 people with access to the course. Wow. It's, and, uh, and you know, even, at, even, even at $297, it's already up to like almost $78,000, you know, in the yeah. first, so it's, a, it's a good year, you know, it's, it, it's a good year. Um, and when, when, uh, when the, when the finances are flowing from these courses, it's really supportive of me and that I don't really have to worry about generating income in other ways. I just, right. you know, focus on supporting the people going through these courses. Um, it's, so it's, it's very win-win. And when people pay for the course, they feel, you know, I'm so used to doing free content. I've done millions of words of free content and blogging. But when we, when people pay for a course, it's a step up, it's a higher level of commitment. Right. Right. And so I noticed they, they're much better getting results. And that's, mm -hmm. that's partly why I started charging for, for, you know, for these deep dives, mm -hmm. I could do them for free, but then people won't get the results when they pay. Then they know if they don't put the, put in the effort, they wasted their money. <laughs> so they, they want the value and that's really important. They commit, I commit. And it's, that's what's, that's what creates a really win-win relationship. Um, Who would you say this, uh, this course, this specific one that starts on the 16th, who is it for? It's I'll, I'll start by saying who it's not for. It's not mm -hmm. for people who they've settled into their current character in life and they just want to stay the same person for the rest of their life. Mm -hmm. It's also not for a person who thinks they can't really significantly alter who they are as a character, the character that they're playing. Um, this is for people who see their characters being somewhat flexible. You realize that life has sculpted you up to this point. Uh -huh. And now you want to take that to a conscious level where you think, okay, life did some good things with my character, but other parts really kind of suck. <laughs> and mm -hmm. I want to, um, it's not so much about fixing yourself. And I tell people you're not broken, but you may have parts of you that are misaligned. You know, you want, you want to express more through your, through your life. People want to express especially more courage. They want more alignment. They want more acceptance of themselves and others. Um, they, they want to have a more um, aligned social circle, especially right. a lot of people feel out of alignment with their social circles. Like it's not supporting them and who, who we are. That's one of the things we created conscious growth club for is to give people that, that alignment. Mm -hmm. um, so that, that, that course is called stature. It's about, becoming a person of stature and in, in, right. in, in asking the question, what do you stand for? You know, wow. who, who do you want to stand up as in the world? Mm. What character can you really look at in the mirror and say, that is me. That's my best self. That's and incredible. The, the, like the, you stand, <laughs> the stand you want to make is, is, is a pivotal part of, of, of what I'm teaching now. Also, you know, what do you want to stand for in the face of, of the mountain that you're facing, you know, all the trouble, whatever it is, what is the stand you want to make? And then we tap into the feeling of honor to 
to invigorate people and to to see them through hard times you know is, is very interesting is it also steve for people who are say who are perfectly happy but uh, which is in my experience one step away from being bored and just look to transform themselves yeah yeah as long as you as long as you want to grow and mm -hmm. it's not just grow with your results but you recognize the connection between your external results and right. the character you are yes uh, for example let's say your result is you don't want to you don't you don't want to have a job you want to make money independently mm -hmm. you um, last time i had a job i only have one job in my life where i was somebody else's employee i worked at a video game store in hollywood for uh, $6 an hour back in 1992. And I got fired from that job <laughs> because I asked a customer out on a date and that was a no-no. <laughs> uh, and you know what the irony is? In my own business, uh, well, Rochelle and I met, uh, Rochelle's my wife, and she and I met at my first workshop that I did uh, in 2009 in Las <laughs> Vegas. And so I married a customer. <laughs> so so that, that's kind of funny. But, uh, but, but with the job idea, I, 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 you know, after I got fired from that job, I'm like, screw this. I don't want to have a boss again ever, you know, mm -hmm. and, and I did some contract work for a while and then I became an entrepreneur and I've never had a job since working for anybody else. I've never been anybody else's employee since 1992. And I love that. But what it really took was not just setting that as a goal, but setting a goal of like, what kind of person do I have to become? Yes. Yes. never need a job because I was able to do that broke <laughs> right. and sinking into debt. That was kind of easy, but also very stressful. Right. Um, but how could I, how could I have financial abundance and lifestyle abundance mm -hmm. and, you know, really live a fun life and still not need a job. And that required sculpting my character. And then that made, re that required more specific decisions like, okay, how am I going to do this? And what I realized what I want to do is I want to be a person who um, generates income from his own creativity, but in a social way, like sharing right. creativity and really co-creating things together and having fun and creating group growth experiences that inspire and uplift people, like bringing a bunch of people together and focusing on some area of life. And we just encourage the heck out of each other. And we just, you know, we focus on uplifting every, you know, everybody in the group. And my role is like to facilitate that kind of energy and help create the positive culture for it and share ideas. And, you know, I share the content that's like the backbone of the structure, but then people are, adding their own stuff to it, um, you know, sharing all their, their energy and their, their results. And, and that, that's the thing I discovered is like, you, if you want a result, don't necessarily target the result directly. Don't mm -hmm. try to get, you know, like get the, the relationship partner if that's what you want. Right. Become the kind of, seek to become the kind of person who will know no scarcity in that area. Right. Who will always be able to find a relationship partner whenever you want because that will eliminate all clinginess and neediness. It'll give you a true, deep inner source of security because you know if even that person leaves you, I'll, you know, you'll get another relationship partner. I feel very secure in my relationship because mm -hmm. I know if anything happened with me and Rochelle, I can attract another relationship partner right. uh, quite easily because I've become the kind of person that can do that and that right. is not going to be, be clingy or afraid of, the, of that sort of thing. Um, and that's a, that's a really powerful distinction. And that, that's what we're working on in the stature, stature course is like figuring out what you really want and then who do you have to become to get there. People who are listening and want to say, I want to jump on it and they can until the 16th. Where, where, yeah. where do they find it? Uh, they can go to uh, stevepavlina.com slash stature. Mm -hmm. So S-T-A-T-U-R-E. Um, and uh, 
yeah, that, that, that'll take you right to the uh, page. There's an introduction video to watch for, it's a 35 minute video. Uh -huh. I encourage you to watch that for first before you read the page, because it'll give you the, the real key about the energy of the course. It's not salesy, I promise. It's, it's uh -huh. really about trying to find people who are aligned with this course. I'm not into like trying to, you know, pitch and push and using all these cheesy sales tactics to get people to, 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 you know, uh, to buy something that's third, that's not going to be good for them. Right. Um, don't do and, and it on the on the on the sixteenth at eleven thirty though. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Not that late. You can do it. You know, maybe like eleven if you want. And uh, we'll probably uh, also um, in real time. I show uh, because I, I really am into transparency. So I show the real the real um, sign up count mm -hmm. on that web page. So right at the top of the page, you'll see how many people are currently signed up for it. Last I checked, it was two hundred sixty two. Um, um, and it'll probably be a somewhat slow weekend. We'll mostly like, we'll most likely see a big surge on the 16th when the deadline is there. Cause right. my audience has a lot of procrastinators in it. And that's one of the things we're working on, on sculpting their characters to improve upon. <laughs> <laughs> um, for more general things to get know more about you and, and, and your work and, and the history of your work, is it still stevepavlina.com? Is that the blog? Yep. Well, the blog will be at stevepavlina.com slash blog, and that'll show you okay. the latest articles. Um, or you can click the blog link in the menu and go to the archive page, or there's, a there's actually an archives link right at the top of the site too. Mm -hmm. If you want to see all the stuff I've written all the way back, back to um, 2004, there's a, there's a couple million words of content on the site for free. And moreover, all the free content that I've written, this is not true of the courses or workshops or things like that, but all the free blog posts I've written, they are uncopyrighted. Uh -huh. which, and they're donated to the public domain, right. uh, which means that I, I don't try to protect ownership of them. So I encourage people, if you like articles and you want to share them, feel free to republish them. Uh, you can even create books and products out of them if you want and sell that and you keep the money. I just want to share the ideas. You can translate them to other languages. Many people have. Um, if you search on my name on amazon.com, you'll see that I have over 150 books published, including in different languages. That's from people. I don't get royalties on those. I just have one book that I, I published with Hay House um, in 2008, which is called Personal Development for Smart People. Mm -hmm. All the other books are other people creating different compilations of my free work. And they, you know, they sell it. They keep the money from that. But I, I still feel aligned with that because right. um, it, it, gets, it creates positive ripples. And, and, uh, yes. you know, and it can even benefit me financially, too, because some of those people will read those books and then end up coming to my website and they might sign up for a course or go to a workshop or go to Conscious Growth Club. So it's, it's basically a way of turning piracy into free marketing. <laughs> I, I remember you made that decision a couple of years ago. It's fantastic. Have you ever had people come and, and ask you to sign a book that was a compilation of your work that you didn't really like put together? No, not, not yet. Um, not, uh, mainly because it's mostly stuff online. It's mostly emails. Right, right, there, are, right. there are some print publications. I think a Russian publisher has published at least four books uh -huh. in print. And I know a Chinese publisher has been working on something. Um, so, That's yeah, cool. it's, it's kind of cool knowing that, like, in certain countries, I have a following. You know, I have a following in the Middle East, and I've never been there. I have a, mm. there, I have a lot of fans in Russia, and I've never been there. Uh, and it's partly because of the, the uncopywriting, you know, encouraging people to, sh right. to share. Right. Well, fantastic, Steve. Like, I really recommend it to guys. I remember I was reading your work before I met you. I remember how to become an early riser was one of the things that I read. And there's oh, very... Yeah. 2005, I read that one. <laughs> wow. <laughs> there's very insightful articles there, you know, and uh, on, on 
various, various topics. So I really recommend anyone to go and take a look. And, uh, and also if you get a chance to work with uh, Steve, he's very uh, positive and a supportive uh, leader and coach. So uh, Steve, thank you so much uh, uh, for uh, giving some, uh, some uh, elaboration and explanation of what you're doing with the questions you're sitting in and the projects you're working in. Uh, working on uh, and give me uh, the time and uh, yeah I'll keep uh, recommending your work to my following and I hope that uh, we see each other soon uh, in Vegas or some other place absolutely yeah well you. <laughs> if you want to I'm going to be in Panama in about 10 days so if you right, want to come right. up to Panama <laughs> meet me halfway well actually it's more than halfway it's pretty close yeah uh, we'll be right at the Panama Canal I'm, I'm uh, in the <laughs> <laughs> middle zone we should meet <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, exactly. Let's exactly. see you soon. Let's see each other soon. Bye bye. Absolutely. This was delightful. Thanks for inviting me. Thank you for being here, Steve. Thank you very much. I'd rather see the lightness in your eyes, but I feel. Brightness of your life Did a story come to soon And the flowers yet to bloom 